Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream, the show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. Well, hello and welcome back to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. My name is Ross Flanagan, your co-host, and sitting alongside the CEO and founder of Dare to Dream, Jamie Glazier, who joins me once again on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. Jamie, welcome to you, sir. Thank you, Roscoe. Thank you. Mate, we've moved the, we've moved the environments of the podcast once again. We're, we're still in, at Peninsula Kingswood, but we're down here in this uh, beautiful training centre that we've got here, the Learning Academy, and thanks to uh, John and Cappy for uh, throwing us the keys to the, the kingdom. And uh, letting us record in nice, uh, nice space, nice quiet. We'll, we'll we'll keep moving it around. I think. What do you reckon? Yeah, mate. This is uh, this is a really nice uh, part of the property. And um, although we could take this in the uh, in the maintenance sheds, and I reckon it'd still be pretty nice. So um, yeah, pretty lucky. We might take it into the maintenance sheds one day. <laughs> we might even take it on the course. Get, but, get uh, Benny Payne and <laughs> uh, yeah, put some chairs out. Well, I've had a big golfing week since we last sat here at Peninsula Kingswood and recorded, and it's a really positive one. And in light of today's episode, it's a really important topic for us to maybe maybe start with as a bit of a revision. You know, it's always part important from my perspective in a learning environment to, to, to review, review what you've learned, review how you've implemented. And, and I think it's, you know, my golf identity took a very, very big shift this week, Jamie. And yeah. it's thanks to you, it's thanks to sitting on, you letting me sit on this side of the, uh, the microphone. You remember, listeners, uh, Jamie gave me a bit of a whack. I'm going to call it a whack. It was a very polite whack, but when I listened back to the episode, it was a whack about my golf identity when I played at the uh, Australian Open uh, Pro-Am and how I prepared for that round and how I gave myself permission not to perform at my best. And that was okay and that was acceptable to me. And Jamie reminded me of that, that that's absolutely not the right way to approach the round. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we can... You know, it's an, an interesting one where allowing yourself the freedom to fail is okay, but actually preparing yourself to perform poorly is not okay. Mm. So, yeah. And that's what and that's what I was doing. And I guess in this preparation for yesterday's round that we had together and had some great company along the way, I was absolutely able to change my uh, approach to that and it started the day before. It started the night before at work when I was preparing mentally for the next day's round and made that conscious decision about my golf identity and what I would take to the round yesterday. And, uh, and it was a really, really great little exercise for me to start doing well in advance of the round, not, not three holes in. And, uh, and I think the results spoke to themselves. So we might talk about that later. But today's episode really is about a topic that uh, if you follow Jamie on Instagram, you may have noticed his uh, post about Mirror neurons. Yeah. Now, mirror neurons were a new topic for me. And since uh, learning about them the other day, I've done a little bit of reading. I'm really interested. So I think we've got some mirror, uh, well, brain hacks. So it's not mirror neurons. Mirror neurons is one of the hacks, but brain hacks is is the topic of today's podcast. So brain hacks, Jamie, what's brain, what are brain hacks for golfers in a mental mastery perspective? Yeah, look, uh, you know, brain hacks is something that um, in uh, the neuroscience world or just uh, the psychology world, sports psychology, 
little brain hacks, a little things that you can do, um, I suppose, to get your mind functioning in a more productive, more empowering way in this moment versus how it would have performed uh, in the past. And, and yesterday, in yesterday's round, you had a couple of really great brain hacks that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about eight key brain hacks that, that all of us golfers can can start to implement, start to practice, that's going to bypass a past negative or unproductive pattern. And you actually accessed uh, a couple of those yesterday in key moments in your round and um, really found the benefit of that. Now, at that time in the moment, you didn't know what you were doing. We only discussed this late last night in preparation for today's podcast. So, um but it was great for you to be able to see the benefit of, of what some of those brain hacks are. So um, if we go to the first brain hack, which is mirror neurons, um, this came about by a, a, an Instagram post of uh, like I think a three or four-year-old tennis player, a little kid with a tennis racket standing in front of a TV and mirroring one of his favourite players play a point. And this kid was like just almost replicating every single action of his favorite player. Now, he's mirroring someone. Now, why mirroring someone is so powerful is there is a part of the brain, the neural network, that fires when we watch someone perform a task. Okay, But that is the same neural network firing when we also perform a task. So basically, the brain hack with with mirror neurons is if you were to watch someone do something at a high level and just watch that over and over and over and over again, that is actually going to plant the seed of that performance and help you to perform at a similar level. Now, if you want to take that brain hack to the next level, film yourself performing a task at a really high level and just repeatedly watch it. Because if you were to watch that 100 times in let's say 15 minutes, where you're performing at a really, really high level, you will never achieve that in real life. You will never be able to perform that task at that level 100 times in 15 minutes. So it's an accelerated reprogramming of your subconscious mind. Okay, so watching yourself do it is really, really, you know, a way more powerful than if you're watching Tiger Woods do it. Mm. But even if you were watching Tiger Woods do it, it, it actually has a um, still a really powerful effect. Well, yesterday was great because, you know, we, as you said, we spoke about that uh, concept in the lead-up and I sort of reflected on that. And I said, well, you know, if you look at my little uh, bra- <laughs> my post on Instagram, let's call it post on Instagram, if yep. I post a swing vid, yep. it's, it's always of me hitting a drive. Yep. And we've spoken in the past that my driving game is okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's really, really good. <laughs> so I like to look at, I like to take a video and I like to post a video of my driver swing. You'll never find anything in my short game, which yeah. as you know, if you've listened to before, you'll, you would have heard me talk about my short game. Now yesterday, and we talked, we talked about finding a video yeah. and doing, and doing that and yeah. giving me that access to that, um, you know, mirror neuron content or yep. mirror neuron video that I can reflect on and start to do this. Well, we had the great pleasure and privilege of having, you know, PGA Tour own commentator Luke Elvey join us yesterday, yep. who on 
the pitch shot into three, yeah. which you'll talk about how I feel about three, yeah. um, was videoing it. Yeah. Added some commentary in yeah. uh, and it was great. And yeah. the shot was good. I, I performed the shot really well and now I've got a video. Yeah. I finally got a video that I'm, I can yeah. use for yeah. exactly this topic. Yeah, and I just posted that video this morning um, on my Instagram account and – like we've 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 spoken about that with with you know with the listeners about your relationship with the third hole. Yesterday it was your twelfth hole. We're playing off the blue tees, off the back tees, and, and Ross had a really nice round going, and um, you know played the hole quite nicely. Driver sort of nine iron lay up to the bottom of the hill had seventy, yeah, sixty five, yeah. sixty five meters to the pin. Pin sort of on the top shelf to the right hand side of the top shelf. Quite a tricky shot. I mean. You can obviously use a bit of the slope to, to feed it in, but um, anyway, Luke had um, obviously his, you know, I, I think he's one of the best golf broadcasters in the world, and and uh, his um, just the way he does it, his voice, he's just he's just an absolute professional. So he started filming, unbeknownst to Ross, and Ross hit this pitch shot that he's playing it down a bit. This thing was about as perfect as you could hit this pitch shot, and. Uh, Luke's there commentating and this ball, you know, gets over the slope, spins right and feeds towards the hole and Damney went straight in the hole, went to about six feet um, and then Ross just calmly hold the putt for birdie, just perfect putt, dead centre. And, um, yeah, it was the, – the video is just something that you could not have asked for a better – video to use mm. as a as a mirror neuron to create that highlight reel um just with luke commentating you executing the shot getting some positive reinforcement from us boys um so you know it, it's it's such a powerful thing and, and as you mentioned you've filmed yourself hitting driver in the past and watched that over and over and over again um and i just say to people out there if there is an area of your game that you're really struggling with Get your camera out and film it or get someone to film you hitting shots. And I don't care if it's the 20th go and you failed 19 times. When you hit a good one, cut out all the other garbage and just cut it down to that one performance and just watch it over and over and over again. And it's going to dramatically accelerate your improvement. So, um, you know, the mirror neuron hack is is a really good one. I've got a very quick story about... um, about my crazy wife, anyone that knows my wife, she's a little crazy. Um, she's pretty new into golf the last four or five years and uh, a couple of years ago um, we're preparing to play a Saturday afternoon comp out at Settlers Run and uh, she doesn't practice warm-up, doesn't hit any balls. The LPGA event's on TV and Anna Norquist is there and Anna Norquist is hitting a tee ball and Jackie's like, who's that? She's got a gorgeous swing. So, you know, can you rewind that? I want to see it again. So Jackie watched this swing like 10 times in a row and then she turns to me and she says, I'm going to swing it like that today. And I'm like, of course you are. You know, like there's no chance you're swinging it like her. She's put God knows how many hours in. Anyway, I didn't think much of it until um, about five or six holes in and Jackie's even with the card playing off a handicap of 18 and just swinging it beautifully and hitting the ball like ridiculously. And she ends up having 50 points. And um, which is obviously a bit of a joke. And after the round, she said, I told you I was going to swing it like that girl. And 
again, that was just the power of that that mirror neuron. It's um, that process is is very powerful. So that's one brain hack that uh, that we can all sort of get into. Put that in the little list of things to do, guys. Get the camera out, and uh, whether you do it yourself on a tripod or uh, any of the tools that you can use to video yourself, get videoing yourself. Post it. Tag us. Yeah. Post your mirror neuron video and tag uh, at Jamie underscore Glazier, and uh, we'll find a winner. Yeah. No, there's not a winner, but we'll, we'll, we'll repost them. Yeah. Anyway. So, mate, what's number two on the list? Uh, visualisation. Yeah, visualisation. Obviously, people know um, a little bit about visualisation. A lot of people struggle with it. Like, a lot of people say, I just can't visualise myself. And, again, that's um, understandable. It's a, it's a skill set that, um, that we need to build and strengthen. But there's a really cool little process that um, exercise that I give people um, that help them to to access better quality visualization. And yep. there's there's two forms of visualization. There's associated visualization and disassociated visualization. So associated is seeing things from our own eyes versus disassociated is looking at it from a camera angle point of view, looking down at us. Yep, like a balcony so, view type thing. Yeah, balcony view type thing. So a lot of people find it difficult to get associated. Um, and the reality is... If we don't get associated during our visualization sessions, we're not going to have the impact. If we're if we're disassociated when we're visualizing ourselves perform, then it's only going to have about ten percent of the effect that uh, that we want. So, not really creating much lasting change. So, mm-hmm. the exercise that uh, I've got people to do is what I call go to the movies. So, I get people to just sit there, close their eyes, and pretend they're sitting in a cinema. And they're watching a movie, but they're watching a movie of themselves play. So there's certain patterns of behaviour that people want to change or improve on um, during a round of golf or specifically in, uh, in their own performance, um, just to watch a movie of them performing those tasks really well. Okay, So they're going to be disassociated, so to speak, but it's easier for people to, to visualise that on a movie screen and see themselves playing golf and making parts and... Uh, you know, not reacting to poor shots or whatever pattern of behaviour it is that they want to change. And then after they see that for, you know, five or six or seven minutes, I then, I then get them to jump into that movie screen and play the role of that character, which is them. And that process is actually an easier one to get people associated um, because it just helps to create that story, helps to create that connection to, to the character um, and then it's a lot easier for them to jump into that character, which is ultimately themselves. So you can put yourself in some pretty good movies, couldn't you? <laughs> you the, the great thing again, the great thing about visualization is we can visualize us performing perfectly a hundred percent of the time, and in reality, we can't do that. Mm. So it does accelerate um, the process of building. Uh, a better quality belief system. Um, it reconditions and reprograms our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're such visual creatures, visualization is extremely powerful. What's the connection, you know, in terms of keeping that visualization in terms of reality versus ability? Yeah, is that yeah, is that something that that's definitely worth talking yeah, about? definitely. And that's what I said before about um, you know, visualizing yourself reacting more productively to a poor shot. Yeah. Like I don't want 
and again, people in the past have used visualization as they're going to visualize themselves birdie every hole and shoot, you know, a ridiculous score. That is, as soon as that reality doesn't play out, mm -hmm. then we almost forget the movie. Yeah. Okay. So we need to make sure that what we are visualizing is as closely related to reality as possible. So are you going to hit a poor shot? Of course you are. So hit a poor shot, visualize how you're going to react to it and how you're going to recover. So if people are, for example, um, losing a lot of shots because when they get in trouble, they get impatient, they try and create a hero shot, mm -hmm. visualize yourself hitting a poor shot and then visualize yourself chipping out sideways. Yeah. Okay, so just to visualize your, you know, creating the new pattern that you want to, uh, you want to access and want to build. So, yeah, that's an important one. So take yourself to the movies and you are the star. Yeah. I like this one. I like the next few, actually, or I like them all, but but these next few that we'll talk about uh, resonate strongly with me, and, and uh, from time to time I've, I've tried to implement these uh, concepts. The next one, counting. Yeah. Not your shots. Yeah, not your shots. Mm. Not your shots. Um, this one is a really good one to, uh, to interrupt negative thoughts. So during a round of golf, if, if, if people sort of get into that pattern of accessing negative thoughts but then they can't get out of that cycle of negative thinking. Um, counting is a really good one to, um, to just change your brain functioning. So if you are having those negative thoughts, just stop and start to count five, four, three, two, one. And you might do that three times, depending mm. upon how long you've been having those negative thoughts for. Yeah. Um, and basically all that does is it just awakens that prefrontal cortex and gets you, you know, really out of that unproductive negative pattern of negative thinking, once you get yourself back to that moment of five, four, three, two, one a couple of times and you've you've stopped that pattern of negative thinking, then you can actually access more of an anchor thought. Mm -hmm. So just then you've got control over what thought can I have right now that's gonna gonna help. So um, you know, that might the the anchor thought could be many and varied. Um, but you know, might go back to something like um Okay, for the next three holes, I'm just going to focus on hitting one shot at a time, um, being patient, uh, having focus, working on my three Cs, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm going to you know, really increase my commitment to the shot. Bring your, your focus point back to something that you've got control over in this moment for the next couple of holes, and that will just stop you from accessing that, uh, that negative thinking. Can you use counting effectively, like between shots? Like, can you, you know, can you count steps? Can you count between, yep. you know, the drive to the next one? Just yep. to, you know, if you're either under 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 pressure, under pressure, or yep. you, know, you just hit that bad shot as an example. But if you want to sort of get into that better space for the next shot, yep. can counting help then? Absolutely, anything. And we've spoken about it before about the distraction technique, yep. and and uh, um, if people do find it difficult coming down the stretch to switch their mind off from thinking about the future. Mm. Um, you know, I've got a shot with a couple of holes to go and I'm four up on my handicap. Um, to definitely just go through that counting just to distract them. Mm. And, and again, that will help to just stop, you know, because a lot of people under that sort of environment access negative thinking. Mm. I mean, you know, the research has shown we have sixty to 80,000 thoughts a day, of which 80% of those thoughts are negative of which 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. Yeah. So when I say we can't just rely on our thinking to help us because those numbers don't help us. Yeah. We have, if we can distract ourselves from that negative thinking, um, 
then that's a, a great yeah. way to do it for sure. So counting is a, is a good one. This is another one that I – this is a, very much takes discipline, I think. Mm-hmm. And I know recently from the people that do it have achieved some really strong results in a golfing sense. Yep. And, and I go back to my mate Stuart Kerr. We talk about him in yep. reference to his – attitude towards his hole-in-one, yep. which I've adopted. Yep. But he also journals, and he journals every day. Right. Uh, my good mate Dennis Armfield, yep. very, very strong advocate of journaling. Yep. So this journaling is another brain hack. Yes. So how do we apply it in a golfing sense to help us become better yep. every day, every week, every year? Yep. So the journaling or writing things down, is, is it does two things. One, it's a great way for us to sift through the internal BS that we create. We're really good at telling stories mm. about why, what caused us to perform that way. Mm-hmm. It can't be us. Or we got really unlucky or we, um, you know, we, we push blame onto others. So journaling and writing things down helps us to actually sift through that BS and actually focus on what happened in reality. So it helps us to really increase our own sort of awareness, um, self-awareness, which is obviously a a very powerful tool. And, um, you know, not to just listen to yourself, but to actually talk to yourself. Um, That's, you know, sorry, not to just talk to yourself, but listen to yourself. Um, Because we just talk to ourselves the whole time, but we're not really hearing what we're saying. Mm. Journaling helps us to actually write it down, read it, and then hear what we're saying. Now, if you're hearing all this noise here, it's the wonderful facilities that we've got here at Peninsula Kingswood. That's probably uh, the head coach, David Capaldo, opening up the big roller door and uh, getting ready to work. Ready, getting ready to do a lesson. So, yeah. Journaling takes some discipline, does it not? Oh, absolutely. So, in this context, when are we journaling? So, Every three holes you can journal. Yep. So, um, you know, the, the whole thought journal process that we might have discussed before, it's in, the, um, in one of the videos, the eight tips to an unbreakable mentor game coming out in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, but every three holes, just to, after you walk off that green, to just stop, get your notepad out and think, okay, has anything changed? Do I feel differently? Um, what thoughts have I had over the past three holes to make me feel different because of that cognitive sequence? So thoughts, emotions, behaviours, outcome. Um, so every three holes helps you to tap into your thinking and become more aware. Um, and then for me, post-round, yeah. after your round, sit down, um, just make a note of, of what you experienced, what you, you can recall, um, what three things you did well, what two things you'd like to do better. Um, so the post-round journaling is a really good one. For those that journal in the morning, is, is you know, would journaling have a good impact on you know, that golf identity, I'd imagine? Yeah, yeah def- definitely, yeah. definitely. I, I mean... The pre-round journaling? Yep. The, yeah, definitely. The more, you know, pre-round journaling in regards to what, am I, what is my objectives for today? What yeah. is my intention today? So, yeah, there, there is you, – you can't journal enough. Mm. Writing things down, uh, it makes us think to a higher quality about what we're doing. Um, and as I said, just it really takes out all the, all the, the BS associated to, you know, our – the way we think about ourselves. I'm getting on a bit, but uh, and I'm re- reconnecting to this journaling thing. But when I think, well, how, do, how have I used journaling in the past? And I go back to my you know, university and, and high school exams. Mm-hmm. The only way that I could effectively learn yeah. was to write all the notes down, all of my 
study notes, yeah. I would write down. Yeah. It's effectively journaling. Yeah. You're programming in what you wanted to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this next one is very relevant to me at the moment because I did apply it yesterday as you identified yeah. and it's singing, the singing yep. mind hack. Yep. So, so uh, can I can I talk, tell you tell you about what, why I was singing yesterday? Yeah, go for it. Yesterday, obviously a great day on the golf course, um, but I was preparing to go with my lovely wife, who I refer to as Mrs. My Love of Golf, to see her favourite artist, Liam Gallagher, and also one of Scotland's uh, new and up-and-coming talents, Jerry Cinnamon. Now, if you've listened to either of those, you know that they have songs that are very, very catchy. So in me preparing for that, I was walking around playing golf, singing Jerry Cinnamon, not Liam Gallagher, but Jerry Cinnamon. Go and listen to him. He speaks. Uh, he sings in a very broad Scottish accent. It's, it's quite good. Um, but I was singing Jerry Cinnamon in my head all day. Yeah. Because I wanted to go to the. Con- I was going to the concert last night. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually doing myself a very good service. It turns out you were doing a great service, and you played absolutely beautifully yesterday. Uh, Blue Tees North Course and uh, thirty six points. Um, extremely. Solid round. So, what um, there's, there's, you know, as far as a brain hack goes, um, we talk about singing helps to stop choking. Okay, because choking, basically, the old paralysis by analysis or choking coming down the stretches, you're overthinking about the future, the outcome. Um, you are creating an internal dialogue um, where singing helps to actually stop that. When you sing, first and foremost, it actually distracts your conscious mind from overthinking your situation because you're too busy singing lyrics. Um, And then secondly, as you pointed out this morning, singing, for the most part, makes us feel happy. Mm. So it creates more of a happier emotional state um, while also blocking out that that internal dialogue um, also stops us from accessing that memory loop because that's all part of that internal dialogue. So um, yeah, so so singing is uh, is an incredible um, incredible sort of hack to have. And I go back to um, a good friend of mine who, nineteen ninety nine Australian Open at Royal Sydney, um, young kid was seventeen at the time. Um, famously, all week walked around with his caddy and sung songs. Mm. He spoke about it in his press conferences and uh, he went on to win as an amateur. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's something that's extremely powerful um, for those two reasons. One, to stop that left brain internal dialogue and also to ha- access a, a happier mental and emotional state. It's a pretty well-known story, that little one. Do you yeah. Know, who, who was he, what was he singing? Uh, taxi Ride. Taxi Ride. Taxi Ride, yep. There you go. Yep. Go and download Taxi Ride and sing that. Yeah. You might win the Australian Open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a beauty. Now, the next one, activate the sensory system. Yeah. So, so you, bring that down to a nutshell. Yeah. So, again, you yesterday on that pitch shot that we're referring to on the third hole that you nearly hold, mm. um, this was your second brain hack. Singing yesterday was your first brain hack that you, you know, accessed unwillingly or unknowingly, sorry. Um, the second one was... In that shot, you really activated your senses. Now, when we talk about our sensory system, we have five senses. We have our sight, so what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we smell, and what we taste. Now, in golf, we really have three. What we feel, what we see, and what we hear. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because the sound of a good shot. Mm -hmm. Um, So... 
a lot of times if I if I'm having a, a giving a lesson with someone and they let's say for example short game or bunkers they really struggle with, I just ask them. I go, "What does a really good shot sound like here?" Because a lot of people miss the the uh, auditory sensory system in golf. They don't really tap into what is a good shot going to sound like in this mm-hmm. moment. They go on feel a lot, mm-hmm. but our audio sensory uh, system is very powerful. And yesterday you were able to really blend in what that wedge shot felt like mm-hmm. and what it sounded like. Yeah. And, um, you know, you had a couple of rehearsal swings where you really got involved in what it felt like and what it sounded like and that activated you. That that, that helped you to block out your history mm. and helped you to block out that memory loop that, that yeah. can play. Um, and, you know, you, you, hit a, uh, you hit a great shot. So... It, it felt great and sounded great, and and that's a great rem- memory. But tell me if this thought, following on from that, is uh, is appropriate. So what I what I'm now left with is a great visual thought. Yep. You know, I can see in my mind's eye now. Yep. The the soul grind. Yep. Of that club. Yep. Hitting and interacting with the turf yep. in my mind's eye. When I think about it in a replay, obviously now my great video that I've got, Legacy of Luke Helvey. Yep. Um, I can see the I can see the wedge going through the dirt. And that's, that's the three of them connected. That's right. And that's the great thing about sensors is the three of them are so closely connected that if you're accessing one to a high level, yeah. you're most likely going to tap into the other two. You're most likely, because you're focusing on that, that feel of the, of the bounce working through the turf, you'll also probably hear it as well. And then you'll also probably create a visual of what that ball flight might look like with that interaction. So it only leaves me just to pick up a little bit of the divot and pop a little bit of grass in my mouth and start chewing on it and get a bit of olfactory happening. Mate, why not? Exactly. <laughs> it's why not? Why not? So yeah, that was oh, great. Dear. So uh, this next one, I can I know where this is going and coming from, but the uh, left fist clench. Yeah, it's um, this is a really great one to relieve nerves. If anyone's feeling nervous out there um, during a round of golf. To clinch your left wrist as hard as you can and sort of just do that three or four or five times, mm-hmm. hold it for a little bit just to clinch that left wrist. Now, why that is is because the left side of our body, whenever we sort of use the left side of our body, that's actually accessing and switching on the right side of our brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's going to help us to just tap into and switch on that right side of the brain um, help to, to, again, manage or switch off any of that left brain internal dialogue where if we're nervous, we tend to worry, we tend to overanalyze, we tend to get involved in that, which is only going to enhance and increase nerves. But if we can clinch that left wrist, that's going to help to switch that right brain on. Also, distract you a little bit from what, you, what mm. you're doing. Um, so that's a... a um, physical little bit of releasing of pressure sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And it's... When we do that, it's that, it's that side of the brain that actually controls our automated behaviour as well. Yeah. So that's going to help you to go more into auto, auto mode, autopilot mode versus, oh, I've got a seven iron here. Sometimes we can access that internal attention and worry about what our body's doing or mm-hmm. the angles of our, you know, of our club or wrist yeah. or elbows or whatever it might be. So it just helps us to get more into automated mode. Now this last one that we've got here of the eight of the brain hacks, and we'll, we'll just summarise them in a minute. But this was a new one for me, yep. and uh, and when I read it, it probably uh, 
you know, it made me realise why so many people do it, you know, especially mm. when you're looking at the higher end golfers, the elite yep. golfers, the yep. chewing gum. Yeah. Yeah. This it, was new. Yeah, look, it's um, it's something that, that I've noticed a lot the last two years being out on tour a little bit is how many of the players actually chew gum. Mm-hmm. Some of them, there's a there's a CBD gum out there, um, which, again, helps to sort of it, – it, there's two forms. There's a CBD one, which helps to relieve a bit of stress, anxiety, and there's also a – I suppose a caffeine-injected gum—it's just helps to increase arousal, yep. you know, stimulants. So, um, but yeah, chewing gum just really uh, it um, it switches on that uh, that part of the brain that is in control of movement. Mm. So, um, it's just something that again is help helps manage um, helps manage you not accessing some of those unproductive patterns. Um, and again, it's just. The amount of people that chew gum on tour is incredible. Yeah. So they're not doing it because they like chewing gum. Yeah. They're doing it because their team have researched and studied that, hey, this can help. And they're looking at 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this helps them by 1%, that's huge. Yeah. But as some of this podcast has said already, just because we're not top 20 in the world yeah. doesn't mean we can't take some of those behaviours from some of the best players in the world and apply them to our game to help us perform because we all want to get better. And these brain hacks are just really great ways for a club-level golfer to actually spend five, ten minutes a day or in the moment be able to activate a brain hack that's going to help improve their performance right now mm. instead of the what a lot of people perceive is if I want to strengthen my mental game, I've got to do two hours of work a day for three months before I feel any benefit. Mm. And it's just not true. So these brain hacks are there for us club-level golfers that don't have a huge amount of time to just be able to go, okay, well, I'm in this situation today. Here's my brain hack I'm going to apply. The more you can practice that, the more you can activate that in the moment, the better chance you have of that uh, of that helping. Mate, I think the information that we've uh, delivered in here as a single episode could be one of the most important episodes so far of getting people up and running to improve mental performance and helping their game club level golfers like you like me like anyone listening yeah i think this uh this could be the thing that uh, really helps everyone very quickly yeah and uh and get some you know firing and inspiring yeah look and and even for you like from from last week's round at the australian open versus yesterday's round physically you didn't do anything different you didn't um you didn't warm up and practice and you you just changed your mindset you just changed your the way you thought about those first few holes of a round of golf, where typically you go, it takes me three holes to warm up. You mentioned today that you didn't think about that, you didn't access that, you just went uh, and tried to create a new attitude, a new mindset. And the way that you started those first three holes yesterday was was gorgeous. You know, the hardest hole on the course, um, you drive a eight iron to sort of 15, 16, 17 feet, um, and it was just gorgeous, you know. You... Um, that's just a shift in attitude and mindset. You didn't do anything physically to improve your game or improve the chances of you playing well. You just changed your mindset. The part that I was happy with was the, you know, it was a great, it was a great start. I was yep. obviously really happy with that. But the, the second hole, which was the 11th hole, yep. Yep. wasn't a great tee shot yep. in, the, in the gunge. Yep. Had to chip out sideways. Yep. Still made, I made a bogey. Yep. But the very next hole there again, yeah. what was I doing there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you had a beautiful drive, a beautiful wedge shot to six feet and just lipped out a putt. But your 
you didn't let that poor tee shot on the second hole. Now, if you had have in any way accessed that old identity, mm. you probably would have played a poor third hole because yeah. that's just what yeah. your identity would have told you because that confirmation bias, which is, uh, you know, a big one in psychology, is if, if, if that is your identity, you'll do anything to confirm that that to be true. And, you know, you did a phenomenal job, but I think for me even those last three holes coming in, um, you know, you knew you had a good round going. Those last few holes, not super easy holes, and, um, you know, you, you played those really, really nicely. The last um, three, the par three? Yep. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful good line shot. shot. Fade shot off the wind. Yep. 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 Um, the, the eighth hole. Yep. So the second to last hole. That, yep. that was the one where... Um, I was very most happy with myself yep. by saving par there. Yep. Drive into the bunker, greenside bunker, yep. long bunker shot to a tight pin, yep. left it a foot from going in, which is probably yep. in hindsight a benefit because I was left with a short upslope bunker shot, which I could just put near the pin. But, yep. you know, so drive, two bunker shots and then a putt. Yep. Um, but that, that for me, that was an interesting hole because – you hit a, a super tee shot and you got super unlucky. That should have fed down yeah. into the front of the green, but you hit it through and left yourself with a really tough bunker shot. But your reaction, your post-shot reaction yesterday in that situation and many others during the round was so calm and just you didn't react. Um, and you say now, you know, well, it was pretty lucky because I just, you know, could just flick one out and let it feed down. But if you're in a unproductive mindset or mental space those easy shots aren't easy yeah they're hard to judge because mm. of the fact that now you've got you know you've got to control your hand-eye coordination the speed at which the club's entering the sand at like they're delicate shots that you we can't really play when we are frustrated angry annoyed um thinking about oh my god i've just given a couple away and i had a good round like all that stuff so you you know you did a great job there and and the um, finish the finish the drive you know drive four iron the forearm was good yeah forearm was good just landed in the bunker. Yeah. You know, shorts up, you know, backsided again. Yeah. You know, yep. and got up and down and yeah, I was happy. Yeah. I was, I was really happy. But no, it was, was, was really good, good to watch. But I still maintain that it, it, it started the week before. Yep. <clears throat> when I, when I re-listened to our podcast. Yeah. Listened to you give me a whack. Yeah. And then made a very, very conscious effort to, to work on my identity the yep. night before. Yeah. And then, um, and now I'm armed you know, some of them yesterday, somewhat maybe unknowingly, but now I'm armed with eight great tips here. Yeah. And let's let's just go through them. I'll bring them back up. Yep. So we've got uh, – what have we got? We've got – so you should write this down, guys. If you, I hope you do keep a notebook here and start journaling and, and put these tips that we delve out every week uh, in your journal. So number one, mirror neurons. Yeah. So I've now got a great video courtesy of one of Australia's best ever golf broadcasters yep. to yep. about my short game, which is absolutely going to be – Invaluable to me. Yeah. Uh, Visualisation. So we've talked about that yep. on this podcast and a couple of others. Yeah. Five to ten minutes a day. Yep. A couple of days a week. Yep. You don't need to go and, you know, do everything right now, but just, just a few minutes a day, a couple so, of days a week. So put yourself in a great movie. Yep. Movie. Yep. Uh, counting. I like that. Yep. So five, four, three, two, one, one, two, yep. three, four, five. Yep. Journaling. Yep. Love journaling. Just just start taking some notes and, and yep. just do a bit of reflection. Yep. Do a bit of uh, self-reflection. Yeah. Uh, singing. Yeah. Whether it's Taxi Ride, whether it's Jerry Cinnamon, whether it's Liam Gallagher or whoever. Yeah. Find your find your little song. Yeah. Whistle in your head. Yeah. Whistle, whistle out loud if it doesn't bother any. Whistle and sing. Yeah. 
The sensory system, activating the sensory system. Yep. Just get more involved in the feel of the club on the turf, the sound of the, mm. the, the shot, the sound it's going to make. The sound's a big one because that really is accessing a deeper level of sensory systems with golf. Um, you know, what we feel and what we see are at the forefront, but we've got to dig deeper to access what does it sound like. Yep. And the deeper we access that sensory system, the further right brain we're accessing. So, yeah. so when you hear people that, uh, you know, coach in, in this space, they're talking about auditory, yep. kinesthetic, yep. visual, they're the three ones that you're yep. talking about. Yep, yep. And we're either one of, you know, one or a dominant mix of, of some of those three. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, clinch the left fist. Yeah. Just release a bit of gas. Yeah. Release a bit of gas. Just um, yeah. That's a, a real interesting one. First tee nerves, for example. If you're feeling nervous, just spend you know a good thirty seconds. Clinch your left wrist for ten seconds. Release. Clinch it for ten. Release. Clinch it for ten. Release, and then step up to the tee and uh, have a swing. Have a swing. And then what was the last one? The chewing of the gum. Chewing of the gum. Yeah. It's not. It's not the prettiest look I get, like you know, chewing gum and but um, but it is a uh, it is quite an effective strategy. Um, so yeah, it's a really good one for people. Mate, I think uh, we've certainly uh, covered off a lot of content there for everyone to get their heads around. Yep. and make some notes. And yep. uh, as I say, if you've got a video that you want to share with us, we would love to keep sharing your video. Yeah. Um, so please feel free to you know tag us in. Yep. and we'll repost it. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 start you know putting some mind hacks in play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would love that for people to to film their their highlight reel and and start that mirror neuron process. Tag both of us in it. Uh, you can hashtag the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, yep. and uh, and we will definitely uh, definitely repost them. But um, yeah, just uh, letting everyone know um, Monday the sixteenth of December, next Monday in a few days. Um, the launch of that eight tips to a uh, unbreakable mental game will be available via the website at uh, daretodream.com.au. So that's a free program. All you need to do is sign up, join, um, and uh, you'll get access to that video content. But also you'll get access to being able to put comments on videos. So you can ask me a question on that video and I'll come into the website and answer your questions. And um, yeah, just really keep building that mental game one step at a time. Guys, I've had a little bit of an insight, pre-insight into some of the video that uh, Jamie's made and he's put a lot of time and a lot of investment into making some very, very high quality videos here. And when you see the backdrop, you'll be blown away. You know, there's not many coaches. Uh, I think the coaches that are in golf at the moment are all at Royal Melbourne at the President's Cup, but there's one that I'm sitting directly opposite with that got access to Royal Melbourne to film these videos in all its glory about a week or so before the President's yeah. Cup. So you will be blown away. Uh, by the, not only the content, but the visual and the effort and the editing that Jamie's gone to creating this uh, videos will be worth their weight in in gold. And uh, and I did I did have to pay a little bit extra to edit out a couple of the shanks that I hit, um, <laughs> but uh, you know the, the the listeners would know that there might be one or two left in there. Maybe that's another mind hack, mate. Honesty, <laughs> honesty, honesty is the best policy. Yeah, uh, you're an honest man, um, and honest man, honest handicap, honest golfer, mate. That's it, mate. I think uh, I think that's it. Thanks for another great episode. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you like what we do, share it, tell your friends, listen, subscribe, all the rating stuff. That's all all nice, but just keep applying these concepts and techniques to your own game. Until next time we meet on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, I'm Ross Flanagan, your co-host, sitting across from Jamie Glazier, CEO of Dare to Dream. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again. Thanks for listening to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream.
make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head over to daretodream.com.au for exclusive access to the free video program, Eight Tips to an Unbreakable Mental Game. Join us next time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. <laughs>